And the funny thing was, he hadn't seen, he hadn't been in the car with me on curves until we headed back down. When I was like, "Okay, it's my turn." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Holy shit!" Like I was like, not to stroke my cock that much, like my ego cock. But you were going to. But I mean, he was floored. Yeah. He was because we were kind of driving into the sunlight a bit. I had the the visor the visor down. Yeah. And uh, I was definitely getting on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, especially for an M4 on that road. And I was too. Like, it was funny because I had Nico passenger seat with me. Yeah. And so he was playing racing instructor the whole time, which was awesome because he yeah. he's just like, really fucking good. Go here. Break. Now, now, now. Down, down. Go, go, go. Power on. Power on. Go. You know. Didn't I lead though? I, I led leading You led there. going back. Yeah. Yeah. You led going back and I was leading going to it. Right. Yep. Um. What the funny thing was, so where we're going, mm-hmm. Uh. by the way, Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you. It is I, your host, Gavin. And I, your co-host, Justin. And we are, yet again, absent from Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's feeling a little sickly this week, but we wish him well, and uh, we hope to have him back for next week. Uh, But, so, Jordan, or another J name, Justin and I have been uh, reminiscing about uh, last year's Motoring United Los Angeles or MULA for short mm-hmm. event uh, that we ho- that we threw and hosted last year. Maybe we'll just have all the MU uh, meetups and stuff be like through Exhibition of Speed, and there it becomes an Exhibition of Speed thing. I'd be fine with that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to be in Los Angeles uh, the weekend. Well, we had we start leaving on Thursday. Was it the seventeenth? Yep. Uh, we were stopping in Vegas to see uh, a buddy of mine. You never met Steven. No. Because I went the year before you and I got started with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he is a known Corvette guy. Uh, the first time I met him, actually, I was riding in his C7Z06 that was making over 700 horsepower up Big Tahunga Canyon at night. <laughs> that was a fucking sight to behold, let me tell you. Uh, but we are going down to Ve- uh, he's moved from Pasadena back to uh, Henderson uh, where he resides now. And we are going to be filming a C2 Corvette. That's owned by him. That's that's his. Yes. Yes. And we'll be uh, shooting that in Valley of Fire. And so that's going to be fucking sick because I've never been is basically going to be like Moab, but more extreme. Yep. From What I gather mm-hmm. the rolling shots from there are going to be fire. Literally in the Valley of Fire. I know. It's just all great. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that and then heading out to Los Angeles the next day where we will uh, be we'll, we'll be taking residence on the beach in Malibu. We're pampered little bitches. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, well, you'll be on your cot and I'll be on a couch, but it's fine. It's, it's, we're still on the beach in Malibu. We're on the beach in Malibu. and Being we'll, homeless on the beach in Malibu is you're still above most people. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and the nice thing is this house is like a block and a half away from one of my favorite roads uh, mm-hmm. in California, which is called Las Flores. And that connects with another road called Payuma. And uh, that takes you up to this beautiful ridge uh, that overlooks the ocean. And it's fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, you and I had a little go last year in the Stinger and the M4. Uh-huh. And it was really damn good. Oh, that was, such, that was so good. Uh, and I look forward to having another really good more. Actually, we're going to have a very different take on it this time. <laughs> I, th- You know what I might actually do? What? I might pull a fast one on Wesley for a little bit. Okay. 
so I'm I'm splitting a Turo again uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Wesley Kagan. Shout out to you, buddy. Wesley Kagan actually is a fucking mad lad. He, uh, I, I'm sure he was already planning on doing this, but he opened a poll in Motor United to what he should do to his, uh, I think he's a TJ, a Jeep TJ. Mm-hmm. And someone opened, it was an open poll, and some, the first, like one of the first people said, do a six by six. And so he did it. And so he fucking did it. And so uh, he just, yeah, I don't know what he does for a living, so I'll figure out that out soon. That out soon. Uh, he has some cool watches uh, that he, I hope he brings. Uh, he's actually riding his bike or one of his motorcycles over. Nice. And so we're splitting a Turo. Uh, you people will find out what that is later <laughs> when it actually happens. Let's uh, just be saying I will be having y- You very, have your own Turo. Yes, we each have our own Turos. Yeah. Well, I'm sharing with Wesley, and you have your own. And I, Yeah, and I have my own, and mine is... <laughs> it's laughable. Let's oh, just put goodness. It that it'll way. just be... It'll be funny. If I can even keep up, it'll be a miracle. You could probably... Well... I'm going to see how far I can Kevin isn't coming, thing. so yeah. there's that. Atoria is coming, though. Yeah. Atoria Spears. Uh, yeah, in her Mazda 3. Manual. Yeah. Previous gen. I, I I don't know. I still don't know. Even that thing might... D- it depends on where. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, I'm gonna feel like I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm pedaling a cruise ship up a canal, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, shenanigans will ensue. But actually, a thought just came to my head, though. What if I wake up even earlier for a sunrise? Can you wake up even earlier? Is I'm... this physically <laughs> possible? You were complaining about six. Yeah. I might wake up at six again and, and go run up Payuma. Because I have the miles. Yeah. We have the miles on the on the car. Yeah. Because a run in, that, in the car that I'm renting up Payuma... Hint, the top comes down. Yes. Um, that's gonna be fucking spectacular. If I don't have someone in the passenger seat with me, mm, that'd be nice. The the uh, amazing thing with mine is if it just makes the trip in general, and I don't have a <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, to kind of keep this thing going, uh, we are doing a two hundred mile drive starting in Thousand Oaks, and we will be driving up the thirty three, which starts in Ojai, uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. I drove there uh, last year, with uh, actually with Jordan in the 718. It was actually this year, because it was January. Uh, fuck, it is this yeah. year. Jesus. Um, yeah, we, that, we drove uh, up there, and we got some flybys up there, and also got some drone shots up there. If you've seen our 718 review, yep. uh, we shot the exterior stuff there and shot the interior in-car stuff on uh, Angela's Crest. Yeah. Which is still a, that's also a fantastic road, too. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fucking awesome time. I'm super looking forward to it. So am I. <laughs> and it uh, gives me something to wake up for. <laughs> yes. Transitioning back to a previous conversation. Yep. Uh, funny. Um, we could actually kind of do a little recap of last year. Last year we had, as Gavin said, the Stinger in the M4. Yeah, um, I rented an M4, uh, and I shared it with Andrew Casey, mm-hmm. uh, who's a fucking rad dude. He's coming this year as well. He's bringing his girlfriend and uh, a previous gen uh, Boxster. Yep. Which is gonna he's gonna love it because he's never driven anything mid-engined. Ha <laughs> ha. So he's gonna have his lady friend with the top down in a mid-engine Porsche. Yeah. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah, he'll be having a lot of fun. He's actually coming in early, uh, and uh, he's just going to drive around and kind of explore the area, which is something I would encourage encourage everyone to do if you have the funds. Yep. That's um, something that I would do if I had the funds. Yeah. If I was in a slightly better place, I would do it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, last year, we're a lot more organized this year than we were last year. Last year was a slight shit show. Yeah. We may, but you mean... It still ended I up I thought fun. it was worse than it actually was. You did. people still enjoyed themselves. Oh, yeah. we all, Everybody else still enjoyed it. You were the only one that didn't enjoy it because you had different ideas that didn't flush out. But well, yeah, and people kept on saying, like, no, we need to do this. I'm like, uh, I want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy. And people were. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's just funny to hear you say those words. I want people to be happy? Yeah. Oh. I, I want a lot of people to be happy. I don't know. Some people that you wouldn't even expect. I know. Um, but, but, yeah, so last year we did that. Um, well, we l- had l- the, let's walk people through what we did last year. We met up at uh, the same Starbucks mm-hmm. in Thousand Oaks, and then uh, we drove – I can't – Oh no, we, we hopped on Mulholland first. Yes. We took Canaan up to Mulholland, went up and down – Mm-hmm. And spat us out, I guess, at Tuna? Yes. More or less? Yeah. We we, we, we we transitioned to Tuna. We lost Kevin pretty quickly. <laughs> Not even on purpose. He just got lost. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't even know how because we left from a gas station. <laughs> yeah. And just like drove up the road. But. Uh, and then we went from Tuna. But Well, for, for those that don't know what Tuna Canyon is or Tuna Road is a one-way road and it's not even like the one-way road that goes behind the Capitol here in salt lake it is a uh it is just only one lane and it's about as wide as alpine loop is maybe a little narrower uh, probably a little narrower because you can still fit two cars on alpine technically loop. yes uh you can't fit two cars on tuna and it's just super tight and windy it's a one-way you start at the top of the hill uh still in malibu or still kind of in the canyons there and it drops you down to the pch and what was funny last year is like we had the Santa Ana winds, which is also kind of a thing that happens this time of year. Uh, but it was hot and dry up in the canyons, and we dropped down, and it probably dropped 15 degrees. And it was super humid and just, you know, lovely oceanside, you know, vibes. But, uh, yeah, so we collected there and then drove up to Neptune's Net which is kind of a, a tradition that I've done, but I don't think we'll do that. We won't do that at this time of year or yeah. this time around. So, uh, yeah, Neptune's net for those that have seen the fast and the furious movies. That's a famous, uh, location. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like Neptune's cause it's got some good seafood and it's right on the water. So, yeah. and it's not too terribly expensive. So, uh, we did that and then drove up, drove up to Ventura where we got some like coffee and some ice cream or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just came back through Camarillo, yep. and uh, yeah, headed around. And the I think to me the biggest surprise of last year was the fact that the Stinger was actually surprisingly close to keeping up with the M4. Not quite, but the thing about the M4, yep, it, I would walk you in a straight line. Yes, because it's lighter car with more power. Yeah. Simple formula. Yeah. Um, also, I, I believe the power, you get more of the power on, like at the end, mm-hmm. like starting from the engine, going through the driveline because it's a dual clutch and not uh, a torque converter. And just rear wheel drive. And, and rear wheel drive. Yep. Um, 
But the thing about the M4 in the in the corners, the the road that we were on, <laughs> traction control light was just on the entire time. Yes. So you could have been in a Miata in theory and been at our pace. You could be in like the new ND Miata and be at our pace. Yeah. Uh, on roads that narrow, so there's just kind of a maximum speed that you can kind of travel in a vehicle that big. Yes. With that much power and rear wheel drive, but um. Yes, we I, we have video footage actually on our channel of you chasing the M4 down Tuna. Yeah. And, like, you would catch up, but there were some times where I was like, oh, I know this corner. And I would just, like, turn in and give throttle, and i just disappear for a second. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing is that I was still catching up with my first time driving down that canyon. That's the first time I've driven down that canyon, too. I've just seen the YouTube videos a number of times. Yeah, I, and it was completely foreign to me. I had yeah. never seen anything, but... Sure. You also had the front wheels helping you. Yes, Yep, pull me in and pull me out. It mm-hmm. was great. But yeah, that was that was the first road trip I took it on. Because that was actually no. No, it was not. That was the second. Because you was did drive after. road rally. Yeah, that was after. Drive road, drive rally, road rally was rally. that summer. Damn, I missed that car. I know. It was so great for shit like that. Just bombing across country and then bombing down Canyon Hills, even as big as it was. It did very well for its size. Absolutely. It very well for its size and price point. It, it... Yeah, because Panameras are at that level of size and handling, but they cost way more. The thing about Panameras is that they actually shrink around you yeah. at speed, whereas the Stinger just didn't. It didn't, no. Which is fine. Just it's Not everything has to be as good as a Porsche. <laughs> no, and I don't <laughs> expect, despite... Which is another thing here we can transition right here. So despite the improvements that the Koreans have made, they may not be to Porsche level, but I would argue that they're to Volkswagen level. Gavin, you have something to say about this weekend? Oh, okay. Yes. So transition to Koreans. That's that's a good segue. Mm-hmm. I had a go in a Veloster N. I, it wasn't on the most twistiest roads, and it wasn't. I wasn't pushing it. Ten tenths of my abilities, uh, but I still got to have a go driving. Uh, I drove from the gate of Wolf Creek. Uh, shout out to Francisco, by the way, Francisco Herrera, mm-hmm. super awesome dude. Uh, really looking forward to working with him more. Yeah, on some video things and photo things. Uh, but we drove up to Wolf Creek and saw the colors up there, and they were pretty spectacular. Oh yeah, uh, his car there. So the Veloster N is kind of comparable to the M2 in regards of the the amount you can option the car. Yeah. Uh, there's the base model, which comes with 250 horsepower, open diff, and I think that's kind of it, it. really, yeah. as far as, like, notable mentions. Because from there, when you go up to, the like, the upper package, mm-hmm. it's a performance package. You get an extra 25 horsepower, and you get a limited slip diff. It's an, it's an ELSD. Yeah. And I, when I was driving it, it didn't feel necessarily like a mechanical LSD. Yeah. Uh, but I still felt a tug. Yeah. I've, I I felt it pull me uh, like inside in corners, and it was pretty lovely. Uh, there was there was never any like understeer. Um, granted, I wasn't pushing it ten tenths of my abilities, but uh, still got in the triples on a place that you wouldn't necessarily expect a car to hit triples in Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Totally in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico just so happens to be between Wolf Creek and Salt Lake City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's a triple land that's done by the embassy. Yes, yes, that place. Mm-hmm. Uh, shifter felt good. Uh, the weighted knob, the, fact, the factory knob was weighted a little bit, so that helped with going into gears. Yeah. Pops and bangs. 
were fantastic. Um, they they were pretty great. Um, power was good. Brakes felt fine. It has a, a great auto rev match technology. Yeah. But the thing about that, the, like the good thing about that, is that you can just turn it off with one button. With one button. Uh, and what was actually really interesting, and what I didn't mention to you about, uh-huh. is that there's all these. The, the amount of parameters that you can actually customize on that car is kind of insane. Yeah, so I have seen... I haven't been in the car at all, and I haven't seen it just so everybody gets that. I've seen reviews of it, and I've seen people dicking with that screen. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> you can customize your rev matching, mm-hmm. like, the, like the aggression that it does. You can obviously do your suspension, like springs and dampening or whatever. You can choose your, you know... Uh, aggression of your throttle inputs uh steering and there were some others there were some other interesting ones i remember i just don't remember what they were i was just like swiping through i was like holy shit like because there's like a menu that pops up Mm -hmm. and like about four or five different like went like windows pop up for you to like click on to customize each one yep and then you can just swipe it and like there's more it's like holy shit like there's like a fuck ton that you can do and uh he had his mode it was basically the most hardcore like end mode mm-hmm. without the harsh ride. Yeah. Which is the way you should always set up a car. On street. For yeah. street driving, yeah. yeah. Track driving is separate. Um, how I would say that this car is, is a Venn, it's not a Venn diagram necessarily, but it is a kind of a perfect middle ground between like performance pack GTI and Focus RS. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's just refined enough to not feel like a Fiesta ST. It definitely feels like a little step above. There are some familiarities in like the use of like the kind of plastic that's used. Yeah, yeah. But it's not vomited all over the place. It's yeah. just in like a couple areas. Uh, the the uh, more expensive plastics like a piano black or whatever that all felt nice. The wheel, uh, the steering wheel actually had not too much of a girth. Yeah, it was the perfect size like diameter. Yeah, which was great. Um, the seat felt good. It wasn't quite Recaro seats in the ST, in the Fiesta ST. Uh, but they still, I found a really solid driving position. I was like, yeah, I could drive this for hours. Like, this feels great. Yeah. This feels good. Uh, the, the, not just the seat itself with bolstering, but the position was really nice for someone of my frame and my size for someone being 5'10". Yeah. Um, that was, that was really nice. Uh, yeah, it's quick. I, I wanted I want to have a really a solid go and like spend some time with one. Actually, when I drove that car, I wanted to look. I went to look on Turo to see if there were any in L.A. for when we were going to California, and sadly, sadly there weren't any. No. No, I I want to have a go in that as well, just because I've seen the reviews and it looks tantalizing to say the least. Here's what Hyundai needs to do: they need to keep an N line, mm-hmm. okay? They need to keep the Veloster N. Mm-hmm. And then they need to bring their i30 N because mm-hmm. that is where I would legit put my money. And speaking of money, actually, um, the base model of the Veloster N yeah. is 27. Yeah, that's good. The performance pack with the LSD mm-hmm. is 30. Yeah. Like on like 29,950. Which is still <laughs> like amazing it, that, value. it felt genuinely like a lot of car for that yeah. honestly uh the rear seats weren't even that cramped I, I sat behind myself um i'm not a super tall dude but i, I could fit for 
a road trip. Yeah. I'd be fine. I'd be okay. Yeah, it's a it's a very practical car. The Koreans, just like I was saying, uh, this is They're something. They're invading, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, this is something we've talked about a lot based on my previous ownership of a Stinger. Well, the, the, now this. Now this. The, the G70 is also out. Mm-hmm. You can get that with the manual, um, which and is awesome. My buddy Sasha, actually, just today, his uh, stepdad just picked up a G90. Jeez. Yeah, and so he sent me some pictures today, and he was just talking about uh, the suspension and the refinement. And I've been in the G90's sister, the K900. Um, yeah. And the new K900 was also pretty damn good. I was. My, my buddy Sasha def- uh, defined it as relaxed but super serene and cushy. Yeah, I mean, it is a luxury car. It, uh, it is very size. much a luxury car uh, through and through. And... You know what's funny is I I wouldn't say I like them more, especially not in specs-wise, but I do kind of appreciate the fact that they're not trying to make... They're not falling into the same trap BMW is, where every luxury car has to also be a sports car. Well, BMW kind of painted themselves in a corner when they called themselves the ultimate driving machine. Mm-hmm. as When they called it as a brand, the ultimate driving, driving machine. It's like, oh, so, so you now, know, now this 4,500-pound 7 Series has to go around corners. Which, don't get me wrong, which, which is, is really great. cool, but sometimes you just want the luxury, and you can never quite get to just the luxury. They've just been kind of half and half and kind of wishy-washy on both the sports side and also the luxury side mm-hmm. for a while, and now they've just started to sell out and do luxury things only, mm-hmm. and now that they're doing that, they're trying to go really hard in the paint in that and be really bold and that's how you get the x7 yeah pretty much unfortunately (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean honestly i would love to hear everybody's thoughts on like the korean takeover because i know it's a very honestly opinionated field because even like myself going for the stinger which was i would argue probably the first real breakthrough they've had um because they had the genesis line before that but it yeah, wasn't, but I wouldn't count that, though. It wasn't really that crazy at that time. No. The Stinger at, in late 2017 in December was really the first launch they had that was a real life. People were like, holy shit, this thing is really good. Yeah. It wasn't just Kia tooting their own horn about how good something is. People, Other people were saying, oh, no, they're actually serious this time. And it wasn't. It, this is the first time I think the big difference is that it wasn't just, oh, it's good for the money. It was, right. It's yeah. just actually It's just good. actually a good car. Yeah. And, you know, that's what led me to go test drive it. It looked good. It sounded, you know, like it looked all the little things I looked at before. And then it was an appealing vehicle. And then I went in and felt it. And I was like, okay, fit and finish feels good. Materials feels good. And then I got pre-approved to test drive it. And then I, it was. You test drive it. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> this I, is I knew that second. That there was no way I was walking out of the yeah. dealership without it. Everything else is ruined. <laughs> and, you know. Honestly, at this point, I actually have several mechanics that swear by Kias. Matt Wofford actually is. Wow, that's that's a okay. It sounds surprising, but like he's a he's a Kia Master Tech. He he did work at a Kia dealership for a while. Oh, really? Um, way quite a while ago. But like, sure, back when they were terrible. Even then, they weren't terrible. They were just not. They were reliable. They were just uh, dismal. We'll put it that way. Yeah, you know, they were good. 
mechanical beasts, but sure. nothing to write home about at all. No. Um, and so even then, he still appreciates them as just, as just basic cars. Um, and even up till now. But like, now that the stinger has come into play, you can kind of see like that, the way that I kind of look at it is that DNA that's flowing from their rebranding attempts in about 2010 started with yeah, well, the w- facelift w- with like the new Optima and stuff. Well, in Genesis, the, the Genesis coupe came out in like 09. Mm-hmm. That's when the things really started to ha- take shape, really. Because you had the Genesis coupe, you had the Genesis sedan before mm-hmm. that, I believe. Or Genesis sedan was 09. A- it was after, yeah. The sedan was first, the coupe came after yes because and then, i remember hearing like oh there's there's a genesis coupe now yeah and they had this huge ad campaign of like they had on their website a bunch of like stock footage compiled of the car running around a racetrack and you would make your own edit Mm-hmm. so then after that you had the rebranding attempts in the early 2010s with the optima and the whole brand getting a facelift and actually starting to look like their own brand and not right. just a literal painted box on wheels. Right. Or and, an S class wannabe. Mm-hmm. And then after it was 2013, you had the launching of the actual Genesis brand. Right. Which was a failure. <laughs> it's, it's still here today, <laughs> but the launch was a failure. Is what it's, it's a saying. bit of a flop. And you had the G 80 and the G 90. Then the 70 came after last. the, after the stinger. Yeah. Um, because they share the same platform. Mm-hmm. And so I consider the G70 and Stinger to be one success because it effectively is the same platform, just with the G70 being slightly smaller and slightly more luxurious. Smaller as in mostly shorter. Yeah, shorter. And the really. shortness is taken out of the rear seat mm-hmm. uh, legroom. Yeah, it's about four inches. Yeah. And so then after that, shortly after the G70 landed, they had already announced the Veloster N, but shortly after the G70 landed is when people actually started getting to drive and talk mm-hmm. about the Veloster N. And right. And when people had talked about the I 30 N before the Veloster N had come or like they just barely started. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was before though. Yeah. And it's one of those other cars that we as Americans do not get. We don't get it. Uh, there, we might though. <sighs> I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised, but that's something that they need to do. They need to bring over the I 30 N. Oh, gosh. At this point, I'm just curious what their next step is going to be. We, we've joked on this podcast before about, the fun of like stinger motor sports car. Mm-hmm, exactly. Which would just honestly with the performance, the stinger has just flatten some of the competition. Once you put it in a 500 pound lighter chassis that's designed for handling. And yeah, it, it's just, what are they going to do next? Because they've done so much in so few years to gross very well. Oh, they've exploded. Then, yeah, you know, it's, well, even actually, you know, another one. I wouldn't consider this a list of big breakthroughs, but having sat in a Telluride, if you oh, really yeah. weren't that educated, you could honestly mistake it for the inside of a Range Rover. It's not or, that. Or, I mean, if you're not that educated and if you didn't see the Kia badge, you might think it's an Escalade. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Uh, I'd say it's better than an Escalade. It's not as much plastic as an Escalade. I'm talking about from the outside. Oh, from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They, they really did. Good work, even with that. I keep on seeing Palisades, though. Yeah, Palisades. They're selling a lot of Palisades. Yeah, Hyundai generally outsells Kia for, you know, whatever reason, branding or marketing or whatever. I haven't sat in a Palisade yet, but I've sat, you know, in its sibling, and I can tell you for damn sure that it's a damn nice place to sit. Yeah. Sincerely, like, 
I concur. Quality. So yeah, because I was there with you one of the times when mm-hmm. you had your stinger towards the end of that. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, there's someone that was like taking delivery. What were they? Yeah, mm-hmm. we just got to kind of peek inside really quick. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just. It kind of makes me excited for what the fuck's next. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to send in your guests for what the fuck's next with the Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> this Mailbag. Is the, this is the game show. Mailbag.eos at gmail.com. Who the fuck knows? I mean, it's, it's the Korean takeover similar to the Japanese takeover of the early 90s. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm very okay with it. I know, seriously. As long as we get better cars, I don't care where cars from, honestly. No, neither I really do I. If it's, a, if it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'd love to have a go. <laughs> I think I've, with the exception of Chinese and Indian, I've owned a car from every single, like, general na- major nationality. But the uh, Chinese don't make good cars, though. I know, but I'm saying <laughs> that I've owned one from everywhere else. I've owned one from Sweden, Germany. Actually, I haven't owned one from Britain yet. I've driven. Or Italy. Yeah, I haven't owned those two. Okay, so I've got Britain and Italy that I need to do, but I've owned Korean, I've owned Japanese, I've owned American. Yep. I've owned Swedish, German, um, German, a lot of German. Mm-hmm. So I need Italian and British, and then I will at some point pity myself and go get Chinese and Indian. You've just driven a car from South Africa, though. Yes, well, it, South Florida. You mean <laughs> like it's kind of from kind, kind of both, a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's kind. Actually, no, it's about thirty-three percent British too. So I mean, yeah, it is. It is. I don't know where the fuck Arasian's from. Arasian <laughs> is an anomaly of the world. It is. It's a melting pot of a vehicle. Yeah, seriously. But, oh, boy. But yeah, yeah Velocir N, good car. We need to put it on camera. Yes. Very good car. Yeah, and I would like to legitimately have it side-by-side by like a new-gen GTI. We can make that happen, actually. Yeah. That that's would, not hard. That wouldn't be too hard. No. That I'm actually wondering that begs a slight question. Obviously, GTIs are fairly common and fairly popular. I wonder how popular or not popular the N will become. Because, again, the thing that they're still trying to fight, which even the Stinger has slightly overcame but is still fighting, is the badge snobbery. Because their sales, well, their it, sales aren't the, out of this world. There's badge sno- snobbery because they were charging 50 grand for a Kia. Mm-hmm. Okay, which... I get valid. I was skeptical at first as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the people, at least that I've had encounters with, that have shit talked, haven't driven it. Of course. I and mean, I think the same the same thing is going to be suffered by the Veloster. I mean, the same thing has happened with like GTRs, mm-hmm. and the same thing has happened with all sorts of I don't know, not GT3s, 911s, uh, Miatas are, are a huge example of that. So the good news is that if we're to this point where this is happening, that's a good sign for the future. Because almost yeah. every time it happens that there's controversy like this about a car, yeah, it means that it's a like the brand and or car is about ready to step over that hurdle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they did. I mean, they did sell a decent amount of Velosters. I mean, this isn't the first time that Hyundai has made a hatchback. No, no, they've sold it. The Velosters themselves has sold decently well. I'm mainly talking about like the, N. the actual N, how much it will right. really sell. Because a Veloster Turbo, I would not quite consider on the level of a GTI. It's not. It's still a little below that. Right. But they're also still packing a hell of a punch for the value for mm-hmm. a $30,000 car. Yes. Like, yeah, it's a little smaller because it's a hot hatch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're getting 
an electronically controlled LSD, you can control so much about what the car does. Mm-hmm. It's actually not a bad place to be. The shifter is great. The clutch is really vague. The owner actually stalled it uh, twice uh, when we were pulling out. I didn't stall it uh, at all. But I'm also used – he came from a Camaro that had a really heavy and direct clutch, and I'm used to driving the Forester. Yeah. And so uh, I was kind of more geared up for that, but – I bet you there will be fixes for that. There's there's always small flu- – there, there always will be. Yeah. Um, the rev matching on this, though, was on par with that M2 as far as directness of, like, accuracy. That's so crazy to think. Like, right? I, we have a Hyundai hatchback. Uh-huh. Having rev matching on par with an M car. Not even that. Better rev matching than a 911. Because I, I put BMW slightly higher like with the rev matching technology. Mm-hmm. Nissan 370Z, M2, Veloster N. In that order. In, not, not in that order. They're, so they're kind of grouped up at the top, and then the, the yeah. 911 was slightly below that. Gotcha. Yeah, oh gosh. That's just... It's so fucking nuts to like wild? be talking about that. <laughs> like, ah, what a timeline we live in, man. What a fucking time to be alive. What a day. What a lovely day. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Velocer N, very good car. Would love to have it on camera. Yes. Yes. Francisco. Please. Yes. Maybe we'll do a thing uh, the next season with the GTI and that car. That'd be a good comparo. I know who we, exactly who we could go to. I have a guy. PR? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Red GTI? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to PR. He helped us with the uh, with the Fiesta ST and 500 Barth video. He's a solid dude. He is a solid dude. That video just passed 1,800 views. Yay. We're kind of famous. Not really. What's funny? <laughs> this may or may not be cut out, but I was talking to someone on Facebook dating. Mm-hmm. And she, I guess, is into cars and stuff. Okay. And when uh, she asked for my Instagram, I said I'm gp.media. She's like, oh, my God, your Instagram famous. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, boy. You're like, yeah, but not not in the same way that you would like to be Instagram famous. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she seems fun, though. Uh, don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll leave it in. It's fine. Uh, it's well, going to be me stroking my ego cock. Uh, on air. So, I mean, that's isn't that what you do every week? <sighs> <laughs> I need I need to cut this back. Uh, I, I gotta work on myself. Oh, uh, you're good. Anyways, if you have any opinions, questions, angry face emojis, or otherwise on the <laughs> Korean takeover and or anything else we've talked about in this episode, please hit us up at mailbag.eos at gmail.com. We have Facebook with Messenger and everything else you can message us directly or to the um, show at exhibition of speed show we have instagram and many other ways you can contact us if you happen to have our phone numbers you could do that too if you really feel so please inclined. don't though but please, please don't please we, don't. we have enough to worry about without hearing from you <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we'll just buy a cell phone that just receives texts to do with the show that would be nice actually that would be that just would buy be a great. burner track phone <laughs> Can it please be just like a flip phone? Yes. No, no, no. The cheapest phone we can find. Oh, my Neither goodness. of us are rich. <laughs> oh, my God. That might happen. We'll that would see. be pretty funny. We'll see. But uh, thank you all for joining us on this uh, wonderful Tuesday episode. And uh, we will see you tomorrow 
with a track daily crush mm-hmm. because we're we don't have Jordan this week and we don't know what to talk about on Wednesday. So track daily crush Wednesday and a lot more fun on Friday. Some shenaniganry will ensue on <laughs> Friday. <laughs> but until next time, I've been Gavin and I've been Justin, and this has been the Exhibition of Speed podcast. Goodbye. Bye.